Welcome back to Because Radio. Robert Zirk here with you today, and I am now joined by Suzanne Winterflood. She is the Regional Coordinator for Winnipeg for the Neil Squire Society's Makers Making Change program. Suzanne, thank you so much for joining me today. You're very welcome. So first of all, can you tell our listeners about the Neil Squire Society and how it got started? Well, the Neil Squire Society has been revolutionising the lives of Canadians with disabilities since 1984 through use of accessible assistive tech. The organisation was established um, when a 21-year-old Neil Squire was left brainstem tetraplegic. He was, after the accident, was found that he couldn't move, um, he couldn't speak, and he couldn't communicate with his friends and family. So the family and, and a group of professionals in Vancouver created a groundbreaking device allowing him to communicate using his breath to type Morse code. And uh, it was very basic technology at that time. Neil passed, sadly passed away, but his family um, decided to form the society in his name and to continue in his legacy of improving the lives of people with disabilities. Those kinds of technologies, even simpler technologies like what we'll be talking about a little bit later on, um, those can make such a difference in the lives of, of people. So, you know, it's amazing the work that the society does. And I want to talk specifically about a program called Makers Making Change, which you're involved in coordinating here in Winnipeg. Tell us a little bit about that program and, you know, how it's helping to improve the lives of people with disabilities. Absolutely. Well, Makers Making Change is a new initiative of Neil Squire Society. It's been um, around for about a year or so, but very new to Winnipeg. Uh, In fact, uh, the presence here has only been since November, so in the throes of sorting everything out and setting it all up here... The Makers Making Change connects makers to people with disabilities who need assistive tech. So it has a list of open source hardware projects that can be reviewed by occupational therapists and other disability professionals. Everything's downloaded freely and made by local makers, engineers, tinkerers, hobbyists, so people in the community. It also provides a way to connect makers to people that need assistive technology to make access solutions. So we have a website which we use as our coordination base for everything makers making change. I was on the website earlier and saw, you know, quite a variety of different projects that essentially they're all open source. So people that want to create these projects for themselves or, you know, some someone they care about or someone who needs that technology, you know, they can go and they can download the project information and essentially recreate these items, often at a lower cost than going and just ordering that same item elsewhere. Absolutely. The assistive devices generally on the market can be very expensive. You know, there's production, there's manufacturing costs, there's markups for all sorts of things. So it makes them very, very expensive. And we provide access to very, as you su- suggested, Robert, very low-tech um, affordable uh, devices that include things like bottle openers and bag carriers for people with arthritis. Um, We have a a whole variety of uh, pen holders and signature guides, things to hold your forks with when when you're eating. That's just to name but a few. And all of which are 3D printed and very easy to produce at low cost, as you said. 
We also have more complex assistive devices, including a memory loss music player, a variety of switch adapters that can be connected to standard technology um, and interface well, and can be used even with Xbox controllers today. So, um, And then we also have something called our lip sync. All of our items are very affordable and very accessible, and all that we ask really is that people sign up to our website so that we can, can track everything and, and be a part of that community. Tell us a little bit about what a lip sync is and how makers can build one, because I've seen that some of the build events are for these lip sync devices specifically. So tell us a little bit about what those do and how they can have an impact on people's lives. Certainly. Well, the lip sync was based on the original concept that was designed for Neil Squire, uh, who I spoke about a short while ago. The lip sync enables a person that has no use of their hands to use a touchscreen device through a mouth-operated joystick controlling an on-screen cursor. So it is an open-source hardware, exactly the same as all of our other projects, and it was funded originally by, on the larger scale by Google. We've received an innovation award. So anyone can 3D print the parts that uses an Arduino microboard, which is very technical, but for those people out there that have some understanding, they'll know what I'm talking about. And you can order all the components to build the access device directly through Neil Squire and through Makers Making Change via the website. And since we've started really produce the LipSync, we've had over a 1,000 built Um, And uh, those devices are are built by um, individual volunteers at our group Build-A-Thon events. So you can build one yourself, you can order one, and it will be sent to you in kit form, and you can connect with the maker who will have listed, hopefully, or somebody you know, and uh, they can build that for you. Or when we hold our Build-A-Thon events, and as you rightly suggested, we have specific dedicated events for those often we get those funded through uh, companies or other organizations that want to do it as part of a voluntary contribution and a fundraiser and those items are then distributed to the community at large we mentioned the build events mm. and i'm wondering if you can tell us a little bit about what a build event is and there were a few that were held in winnipeg last fall tell us a little bit about um you know what are some what are some examples of what okay. a build event might be okay so we so as you rightly referred to the, the back in the fall u of m hosted a toy hack so uh use with their department of occupational therapy so we bring together everything that's needed Uh, We supply everything that's needed. It's funded through the U of M in this instance. And the students were given toys to hack. And by that I mean they basically pull them apart uh, under proper instructions that are all given to them by us to get to the operations that make them work. And then then they make switches. So there's adaptive switches, again, which are all on the website through our projects. They make the switches which then enable the toy to be used by a young person with a disability in the Winnipeg area. So that was one of our build-a-thons. Another one that we done was in the fall again and was again part of the U of M who hold an annual Go Eng Girl event, which is to encourage young girls to enter engineering. And uh, in that event, we had 40 girls in grades 7 and 9 who were paired with current female undergraduates, um, engineering students, to make a lip sync. So by the end of that event, we had 40 lip syncs, which are stored, and ava- we do have some available for free for people in Winnipeg, so please you know, reach out via the website. And then we have similar events across Canada 
that we develop those build-a-thons at one most recently that I was a part of was uh, hosted by Sask Power in Regina mm-hmm. and uh, we did a big toy hack before Christmas and uh, all those toys were donated to Wascana Children's Hospital in Regina before Christmas. That's wonderful. So, you know, that there's you can see so many benefits, you know, not only for the people who receive these items that improve the quality of their lives, but also the people who just enjoy making these things and, you know, get something out of learning how to do this and also get to give back and do something good for the community. So Absolutely. That's a great win-win story win-win right all there. Around. Mm-hmm. Are there any future build events planned for the Winnipeg area that you can tell us about? Well, as you know, as I said, we are very new here. So my job is to um, connect with the community um, at large and to to get some builds uh, going, connecting with schools and and businesses, etc. But we do have um, another event uh, actually scheduled in May with the um, U of M, but it's student-led. And it's a medical engineering and technology conference. And we are going to be uh, working with them and running a workshop, um, doing some small builds within that uh, event itself. So I'm seeking opportunities for partners in education and business uh, to host and or sponsor Build-A-Thons throughout the coming year and as we move forward. Now, if people are intrigued by the program, if they are makers and they want to participate in the Makers Making Change program, or, um, you know, if there's people uh, who are listening who have disabilities and they want to connect to maybe request some of these projects, how can they, how can they get in contact? Well, the website is the, the easiest way. My contact details are on there. We have a general info at con, uh, contact email on there. You can sign up directly onto the website as a maker, as a person with disabilities, or as a professional of a person you know, in that field. So that's the easiest way. People can request a build via there. So as a person with disability, you can request one of the projects. And then you're matched with a maker who's registered onto the site as well. And and I physically do that matching just at the moment. But the idea is that our website improves over time and, and those connections will happen with a more sort of natural process. And we also have a, 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 vo- a forum on there as well, which you can connect via that way. So there's a number of ways in which we can, can connect everybody. And the, the really cool way is through the, the website. The maker's time um, is given voluntarily and the cost of the materials is the responsibility of the requester. However, if we build events, we have build events and they're sponsored products, they'll be donated to the community. So there's a number of ways. Excellent. So if anyone listening wants to learn more, check out some of the projects that are part of uh, the Makers Making Change program. Uh, The website is makersmakingchange.com. And then to learn more about the Neil Squire Society, they can visit neilsquire.ca. Absolutely. And then you can see everything that we do. I've been speaking with Suzanne Winterflood. She's the regional coordinator for Winnipeg for the Neil Squire Society's Makers Making Change program. Suzanne, thank you so much for joining me today and telling us all about Makers Making Change. Thank you for having me here. Because Radio is produced by the Winnipeg Foundation in partnership with 93.7 CJNU-FM. If you'd like to listen to previous episodes or subscribe to our podcast, please visit becauseradio.org.